And welcome, everybody, once again to another episode of the Animaniacast. Office of Dr. Otto von Scratch and Sniff. Yes, still practicing. Wow, he's still practicing? Well, he'll figure out how to do it eventually. And welcome, everybody, again to the Animaniacast. This is the podcast that is dedicated to the animated television series Animaniacs, as well as other shows in the Rooververse, such as Tiny Toon Adventures, Pinky in the Brain, and Freakazoid. And today we're going to be talking about episode 13 of the Animaniacs reboot. That's right, it's the last episode of season one of the reboot. We're going to revisit all the cultural references and gags that we can really find and care about. And of course, in the end, we're going to give this episode a water tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me are my co-hosts. There's my brother Nathan. Very big man coming through. Not a brag, just the truth. (laughs) And across the country in Georgia, it's Kelly. Hello. Hey, everybody. Hope everyone's doing good out there. It is, of course... The the last episode of the season one reboot. Am what? I saying that correctly? Yes, I am. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we, of course, got news today of season three coming out. This is a couple days ago now that I'm listening to this podcast, though. So. Yes, but I'm sure it's old news by the time <laughs> everyone knows this. But just in case you didn't know, season three is happening. So uh, let's go ahead and get to a reading of... The press release from The Hollywood Reporter. It says, it says Animaniacs scores <laughs> Animaniacs scores early season three renewal at Hulu. Season two of the animated favorite from Warner Brothers TV will de- debut this year. The Animaniacs are not leaving Hulu anytime soon. So take that, people who think it should be on HBO Max. It's not going to go to HBO Max. <laughs> not the, anytime soon, at least. Not anytime soon. The Disney backstreamer has handed out an early third season pickup for the revival of the beloved cartoon from Steven Spielberg and Warner Brothers Television. The early pickup, which is for another round of 10 episodes, arrives as season two of the comedy from showrunner Wellesley Wilde is expected to return this year. It's worth noting that animated series take longer to produce and early pickups help keep these shows on a regular production cycle so the show can maintain a regular release schedule. The show has revived, the show was revived in January 2018 for an initial two season order and in a deal with producers uh, Warner Brothers that included streaming rights to the show's vast library. Spielberg executive produces the series alongside Warner Brothers Animation president Sam Register, Amblin Television co-presidents Daryl Frank and Justin Falvey. The renewal is part of a series of announcements that come part of Hulu's yada 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 with other stuff. So, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yes. Uh, Marvel's adult animated comedy MODOK. Hmm. I had no idea that, that uh, but I guess that makes sense that Disney owns Hulu technically, so... It's uh, or at least majority owned, so they can put Marvel stuff on on there that's more adult related. <laughs> they have like Legion on there already. Okay, so it's exciting news. Uh, I mean, we were told uh, by some folks in there that they were hearing rumblings of season three a few months ago, so it wasn't really a surprise. 
mm-hmm. but but still kind of cool. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah, it's now it's confirmed, so it's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we'll talk more about that uh, in the upcoming in our next episode where we kind of summarize our thoughts on season one and what we hope to see in the upcoming now two seasons, but um, to be continued on that one. But let's go ahead and get into today's discussion of episode 13, which features the uh, Hindenburg Cola uh, rodent trip, Flotus, Flotus, what do you know about us? I'm probably not doing the correct uh, meter on that one to make it rhyme, but whatever. And uh, if someone were to ask you about this episode in just a few words, uh, what would you tell them, Nathan? Um, I'd say it's probably like the last episode of season one, probably. About. (laughs) About, more or less. (laughs) Uh, And Kelly, what about you? There was a Spielberg reference. There was a couple. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say at least two or three, perhaps. Yes. So uh, so bonus points right there. Well, uh, before we get into our review, I think we, we've got to talk about a very important thing. And, of course, that is uh, episode 13 premiered on November 20th of 2020. So, Nathan, can you please give us uh, – for this is the last November 20th trivia theme song i have a song for you it goes like this it goes like this because november is the day that this came out on the 20th of 2020 wow (laughs) very nice i did Uh, not just uh i knew i was gonna have to sing a song i <laughs> not assume we were not going to do a song. <laughs> well, yeah, I, he 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 got the pattern, folks. I mean, of course, he anticipated this. I did not forget that. I <laughs> uh, so Nathan, after that thoroughly written out uh, song, can you please t- tell us what happened on November twentieth? Um, so on November twentieth and twenty twenty. This was the same day as the release of Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. It's on a Switch. Uh, this was just two days after Michael B. Jordan was named the sexiest man alive by People Magazine. And it was also two days after the return of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Uh, this was also the same day Sarah Paulson starred in the movie Run, which no one saw. I didn't even know that was a movie. So there you go. <laughs> I, I decided to do things that actually happened on that um, year. The year. Yeah, yeah so. no, actually happened in the year. Yeah. I, uh, Nathan, of course, mentioned Zelda because he loves yeah. Zelda. I still stuff. haven't got that game, but I do want to get it. I, Play the demo. It's a lot of fun. I gotta ask you, Nathan. Is it worth getting the expansion stuff of the of the Skyward Sword? Is that the the newest game? <laughs> Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. Skyward Sword's <laughs> coming out though. Skyward Sword. Uh, do you like riding on motorcycles? Because yes, is instead really of a happens? horse, you can get a motorcycle and go. <laughs> you can ride off cliffs and. Wow. Okay. Well, maybe I still need to get the original game to begin with. So I was just, <laughs> I was like, should I should I buy it for sixty bucks or should I get the whole thing for eighty bucks? Hmm. I don't know. I, I had a lot of fun with the expansion stuff. So well, there we go. But. All right. All right. So there's your Zelda bonus audio right there, folks. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed it. Let's go ahead and get into our discussion of today's episode. Today's variable verse was parents will complain me. And I don't like it. 
Yeah. <laughs> I guess they had to... I'm a parent. I'm complaining. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know. If anything, like the internet people are complaining, but like, but <laughs> not parents. This show, I don't know if really gets parental complaints, but I, I suppose it's more... I don't know. This one, they say a bad word, so... Oh, maybe it does get parental this complaints. A, this is the first PG episode i think Mm, maybe but there's no censors so you can't really make fun of the censors anymore i suppose (laughs) you can't make fun of parents complaining about stuff being too offensive so this this episode requires parental guidance (laughs) very good hi this is slappy squirrel and unfortunately you're listening to the animaniacast we're gonna start off with hindenburg cola And Hindenburg Cola was a story written by Eric Banscrum. Totally Banscum? Banscum. Banscum. Yeah, Eric Banscum. There you go. Said it maybe right uh, eventually. Uh, One of those names. (laughs) The teleplay was by Timothy Nash and Lucas Crandles, and it was directed by Eric Knutson. And Nathan, why don't you tell us what happens in Hindenburg Cola? All right. Well, Ralph is chasing the Warners all over the Warner Brothers lot, um, but then they uh, escape from him, and then they notice, hey, look, uh, it's Dr. Scratch and Sniff's office. We haven't seen him all season, so they go and check on him, and wouldn't you know it, he's sick. He ate some sauerkraut that went, that got too sour, I guess. It, was, it went bad. Uh, and the only thing that would help uh, would be some Hindenburg Cola. I want a can of Hindenburg Cola. Say what now, Gas and Sniff? Hindenburg Cola. Just one more time for me there, Scratch and Stinky. Hindenburg Cola. Where it's only sold in one place in the entire world, which is Mom and Pop's Top Stop Pop Shop. Or something like that. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty close. It's kind of pretty, pretty right. Yeah, yeah. I think it's good enough for me. Um, and so uh, they have to find it, and it's all the way in like Glendale or something. So it's so far away from Burbank. So <laughs> they gotta go. <laughs> you gotta go through the jungle and everything. Oh man! Um, and then even when they get there, uh, Mom, who is the old man that works there, he can't really hear what they're saying. So there's a bunch of. Uh, issue there going on and then welcome to mom and pop's one-stop top pop shop i'm mom may i help you do you have any hindenburg cola uh, uh instant granola oh you must be looking for mom and pop's oat crop hippie shop finally when he realizes what they want he uh sends them to the back of the counter the back of the room and there's the one can left but right as they're about to get it niles needhart uh steals it before they can it's it's you! From the Greek games! Yeah, Niels Needhart, Mr. Gold Medals. I thought you were in hell. Yeah, I was. Then I tried to escape. No one stopped me. Anyway, I will be taking mine cola now. Listen here, you big protein planet. We came a long way from that soda. Yeah, we need it for a very good foil of ours. So hand it over. And if I say nine... Then we'll write a sternly worded letter to the animators. So then there, there's a whole now chase scene. I don't know. I guess neither one of them actually bought it. So they just kind of stole it from them. Yeah. <laughs> um, you remember Niles Needhart was the gold medalist. He went to hell, as Wacko says. They say that word. I don't Ooh, know. H-E double hockey sticks. Uh, and they, so uh, <laughs> they, they have to chase. The can goes 
off a cliff when uh when Niles goes off a cliff too. It gets caught by a bird who takes it over to a roller coaster. So then they have to chase it on a roller coaster, and then the roller coaster gets stopped. So the can goes flying out. Uh, Wacko catches it and turns into a parasail. But Niles is also there. He's holding onto his tail, but uh, it rips off because Wacko is part uh, salamander, I guess. And he can grow a new ta- tail. And Niles ends up in uh, HE double Haku sticks again. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> But he gets less points this time, which is kind of sad. But that's fine. I'm deducting one point for over-reliance on better humor. What was that? Better humor. Say what now? Better humor. Anyways, they bring the can back to Dr. Scratch and Sniff, and it turns out he was faking being sick the entire time because he was trying to play a prank on him. And they're like, well, before you open that can, watch out. We shook it up a little bit, but he opens it right in their face and he drinks it. He's like so bubbly mm, and his head starts getting so big. And he's like, I'm the new villain. I'm the new and improved Dr. Scratch and Sniff. I am the new and improved Dr. Otto von Scratch and Sniff. The reboot Scratch and Sniff. I am going to win sometimes and not just be the butt of your elaborate slapstick death. The teensy weensy boobers. They are giving me teensy weensy embolisms. <laughs> yeah, they so uh his head gets really big and turns into a, a Hindenburg blimp, and uh that's pretty much the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh well, uh let's go ahead and get to a few of the uh references in here. Um so let's see, they mentioned Zack Snyder because the episode mm-hmm. was doing slow motion like Zack Snyder does what does Zack Snyder do? He's the the Snyder like cut. action movies. Yeah. yeah. The Animaniac Snyder cut right here. Yeah, there we uh, go. Um I'm never really into Zack Snyder stuff. I don't I don't care about the Justice League yeah. thing at all coming out. So <laughs> but it's coming out, folks. Um let's see. They did mention health uh, dot got a check from Scratch and Sniff and she said healthcare American style. Um which I believe is a reference to Love American Style, which was a show in the 70s. I, I saw reruns up. of it growing up. It was never funny, so I didn't really care for it. But I think that's a reference to that. Um, and obviously the Hindenburg blimp, which, uh, you know, that was a blimp that blew up because they used hydrogen. And, yeah, it set on fire. Yeah. I remember the first time I heard heard the word Hindenburg. We were in the it's nineteen eighty nine. We were in the movie theater uh, watching Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Ah. And when the the scene with the blimp shows up, my mother's like the Hindenburg. I had no idea what that was. <laughs> and so then later on, I found out. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, so obviously that since it didn't blow up in the movie. That's not what it was. But she yeah. saw the blimp and immediately thought Hindenburg. And of course, she was talking during the movie too. Obviously. <laughs> And um, so, yeah, that was that's how I know about that. I love that. That I go back and forth. Well, I, Raiders is always going to be my number one Indiana Jones film, but very close second is Last Crusade. Oh, I go back and forth all the time. Yeah. Usually, whichever one I'm watching is <laughs> <laughs> my favorite. Well, uh, so the yeah, the Hindenburg uh, was mentioned quite uh, prominently. Uh, that's pretty much the the references I can think of. Hello, Nurse. Hello, Nurse was mentioned two two times. Hello, nurse. Hello, nurse. Hello, doctor. I should have joined Doctors Without Borders with Hello, nurse. Um, 
Uh, so that was kind of cool to, we to find out her. she's still alive. She's still somewhere. So she's in Doctors Without Borders. She's yeah. doing, which we all know that Hello Nurse was, you know, brilliant and of course would be helping out. Well, she had her PhD. Yeah. And she's, she's so. multiple. She's very talented. Yeah. At any rate, um, let's go ahead and get to some of the moments that you thought were funny or in maybe, or perhaps. Not funny at all, because there are people that were very anxious about us watching this episode, uh, especially on our Discord, saying, oh, I don't oh, I don't know if you guys are going to like this one. You guys are going to get offended by it. Um, but w- were there any things, before we get into any of that stuff, were there any things in here that you guys really liked? Um, Kelly, let's start with you. Um, I, I like when they're talking to Dot and they go, hello, doctor, you know, because <laughs> she's, she's the doctor this time, and... Um, I guess they're the hello nurses. I mean, I think they even say that. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, it was cool to see Doctor Scratch and Sniff again. I I didn't like in in what way, you know? Yeah. Like, he was he was mean. Yeah. <laughs> and he was a downright villain rather yeah. than just you know a foil. But uh, it was cool to see him again. That's true. Uh, but we'll get more into that in a minute. <laughs> uh, Nathan, what about you? Um, the mom and pop top hot shop. <laughs> that time I did not get it, but um, the guy he was kind of funny. He was yeah. saying different <laughs> stores that also are complicated names. Yeah, um, that was mildly amusing. <laughs> yeah, it was mildly amusing. We had Niles Needhart, uh, which I don't know. Someone probably likes him a lot, so I'm he's sure back. They do. Yeah. Um, I didn't it's sad that he, we see more of him in the season than we do of Dr. Scratches. <laughs> you know, of all the things, like, who could have predicted that? Um, not me. Not me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, the, it's, it's uh, let's see, what did I what did I think was funny? By the way, I think there are, like, there are shops in L.A. and stuff that just serve, you know, sell soda. One thing. Oh, yeah, I, I did like his... Uh, running his chase scene was kind of fun like uh, stopping behind the old lady has a he's jogging in place yeah, waiting for the that old was, lady. that was kind of yeah like you can't get around and, an old lady yeah. you know baby on board puppies on board baby puppies on board it's fine <laughs> that, like, that that made me laugh actually because yeah. i'm always like baby puppies yeah <laughs> you know, sort of a um uh I don't know. It's redundant. Really, yeah. But. He even says uh, he he uses a tautology, which just means uh, saying the same thing twice in different words. Uh-huh. So. Ah, well, that is just an tautology. I'm like, so, I'm like, what does tautology mean? I learned <laughs> oh, a see, new I, word. I missed that word because I was like, baby puppies. <laughs> Oh, and I like the when the um they paused to take the photo on the um mm-hmm. on the ride. ride, yeah, yeah, and they were like hugging each other for a while, which that was one of the few bits of uh, storyboard art I know that <laughs> the run up to the the reboot, we were all like looking for any little bits and pieces of what they look like or anything, and that little thing of them hugging was out. Which, knowing the Olympics episode. I was very confused why they would be hugging. Uh, and now we know why they were hugging. Okay, well, anyway, uh, let's go ahead and get to some of the stuff that we didn't quite like as much. Um, let's. I, I Before we get to Scratch and Sniff, I just want to say the one thing I didn't think was funny at all was the repeating of Hindenburg Cola and Meta, the over-reliance on Meta-humor. Meta-humor. And it's like that, okay, so a close-up on their mouth, like, I don't get it. 
Again. But they said it, it three was, times. It was so. gross. Scratch and sniff's mouth was gross. Yeah, spinach yeah. in his mouth or something. Like rule of three, though they said it. They said it three times. They should have done it a third time. Then you would have. So nine times. Oh God! Of saying <laughs> it just. I mean, just because you say something up close and you're it it doesn't make it funny like i was just thinking this up this doesn't just because you're saying it and you're saying it in a silly way doesn't it it, what i didn't think was funny i didn't i didn't laugh i just went "Uh (laughs) uh-huh i mean that would have been funny when i was like eight yeah maybe again anything and it's funny and i think and i think that's goes without saying and i think we need to repeat it many 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 times there are people that i'm sure you know that if if something makes you laugh on this show then fantastic i'm so glad yeah that's like that's great yeah i'm not demeaning we wanted to to make you laugh yeah Yeah, exactly i'm not demeaning anything Um, (laughs) we'd rather everyone else thought it was funny we're the only people that didn't think it was exactly like that's fine well you know i've been i've been accused of having no sense of humor personally so um (laughs) you know i take that for what you will sometimes it's okay (laughs) to be the sam the eagle muppet in the room you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah all weirdos (laughs) you are all weirdos (laughs) You are all weirdos. And that's okay, too, because Sam can be just as funny. Uh, Sam's hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he's one of the funniest ones. (laughs) He really is. Uh, Well, anyway. It is the British way. It is the British way. Okay. That's funny. Any excuse for me to talk like Sam the Eagle, I will oh, take it. Do it, do it. Uh, at any rate, uh, so let's let's talk about. I mean, let me see. Is there any? Oh, let's talk about another thing I didn't really like. Wacko's tail ripping off. Okay, gross. it was also it, gross. It, it ripping off. <laughs> I didn't have a problem with his tail ripping off. I had but zero. But it's like when it, it like, grows. Like dead peel, Deadpool when he like loses limbs. Yeah, yeah I didn't like it growing back or something. And the pus that comes, it's like it's, and that's the other thing too. It's like okay, so then it does grow back, and it's that, that was total Ren and Stimpy stuff. Yeah. Or was it? It was like something I totally see on Ren and Stimpy, and not bat, bat an eye. Like, yes, this is what I know. I'm, I'm going into the show expecting, but it's not Animaniac stuff. Like, don't, don't, don't show me any more of that. That was just gross. Um, okay, let's talk about the elephant or the scratchy in the room, Doctor Scratch and Sniff. How how his character was portrayed and stuff like that. Um, his character design was slightly different. His nose is a little longer, but for the most part, he looked pretty much the same. Uh, you know, I didn't really have an issue that much with his voice sounding a little bit different. Um, but I did have an issue with him being treated as the quote-unquote foil of the Animaniacs, yeah, or the Warners, and, I should say. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because he's not. He's he's not even their quote-unquote special friend. He's like their dad. Yeah, or like show. an uncle or something, you know, like – yeah. Yeah, and and for him to be is changing into aha, I tricked you, Warners. This time I'm going to win. I will win. Sometimes on this new reboot, uh, where he's like an evil genius guy. Um, I'm sorry. When 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 did that happen? Like I don't know. He's he's pretty old though, isn't he? Like ninety or eighty? Like how old is he supposed to be? Well, yeah. Wasn't he like sixty in nineteen ninety? Well, Nurse was very very old, and she looked great. That's true. For, she she great. was in Newsreel of Stars and in the, the other thing. So you know, but yeah, like it's uh, so. It, 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 time matters not for these people. I don't know. He he does he did age though. Like he started off younger. 
And he was one of the few characters that is actually it's true. Aged. He did, it's true. He did go have brown. He started hair. off with orange hair, yeah, yeah. brown hair, and Went to gray, so, and then he pulled it out because of the Warners. Yeah, I, I wish I would have seen so more of the chemistry. <laughs> I wish I would have seen more of the chemistry between Scratch and Sniff and the Warners. With all this lead up, and then we spent all this time with Niles Needhart again, and I just didn't find any of that. I I wrote unremarkable mm. as kind of the the I, I found it. A little, I just didn't, I don't want to say I found it boring, the whole chase around with Niles or anything, but I was just like, let's just get back to Dr. Scratch and Sniff. I've been waiting the entire season for yeah, him. Yeah, like I, when they first announced this episode, I was like, oh man, I gotta wait for the whole season to finally see Dr. Scratch and Sniff, and then we see him and he's only at the very beginning and very end of the segment. And I'm just like, that's what I almost hate more than like his character, it's just that he's in it so little. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah. even if it's this terrible one, I want at least more of it. Like, yeah, well, he's, and he's, you know, just little things that the Warner say, like, should we actually help Dr. Scratch and Yeah, Smith? it's like they're always trying to help they're him. They're like always, like, they would always not huddle together and let's let's think about this for a minute. It's like, no, they would absolutely do it. Now, the way that they would do it would, in the original He would show, not like it. Yeah, yeah he's like, but don't would, help me this way. Like, I don't want help doing karaoke, okie dokie. Exactly, but they would never do it, they would never, they would act silly but not to drive him necessarily crazy they would do it because they're just they're kids and they're acting like themselves Mm -hmm. um it just felt like a little the motivations felt out of place for both the warners and dr scratch and sniff like why is he trying why are they adversaries all of a sudden yes he yes they did drive him cuckoo and they put buggies in his underpants and they ruined his date in the drive-in and all this kinds of stuff. But throughout all of that, it wasn't because the Warners were like, let's torment this person. Yeah. It's they thought they liked him. They liked hanging out with Dr. Scratch and Sniff. They think they thought he was funny. They thought he was funny. I thought he was funny too. (laughs) Exactly. He was fun to be around, you know? Um, He was a pee psychiatrist. Yeah. So they didn't even get to say that. I was sad. Ah, man. (laughs) So, I don't know. Yeah, just the it, it it just it just didn't it felt really off. It really felt off. Like it really felt to me like just the people didn't understand the characters. And Yakko did another bad pun. I feel like that's a new character trait of Yakko. He's just, just going to cut do the bad line puns. and hit the hay and like. Well, that's... even when he said, "I guess the sour you're the oh. you're also being sour now or something like that." I'm just because like... he's a sour kraut. Is yeah, that, that the thing know. was that why he said it because it wasn't that funny when he goes, "You're." It the wasn't funny, one. and then and then the Scratch and Sniff says, "Ha ha!" I waited Very twenty funny. years to hear this funny, and it's like, yeah, well, maybe Yakko could say something funny. Yeah, exactly. Maybe Yakko should actually be funny like he was before. <laughs> I saw a great um, a compilation of uh, Groucho Marx jokes the other day, and I was just laughing, and I was like, "This is what Yakko should be like. This is Yakko." This is yeah. one-liners that are truly funny and biting, but they move on. That's Yakko, not pun stuff, and which is grown-tastic, you know? Like, leave that to me. I got that. <laughs> leave the good jokes to Yakko. I thought the whole season, by the way, was an over, has been an over-reliance on meta humor. Mm-hmm. So the whole season gets one point taken off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I don't know, Kelly. Any any thoughts on Doctor Scratchy or anything like that before we? I mean, I already kind of said my thoughts on it. I mean, it, it was cool to see him. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our Pinky the Brain segment, and it is called Rodent Trip. Mm-hmm. 
and Rodent Trip was a story by Joe Saunders. It was a teleplay by Timothy Nash and Lucas Crandles, and it was directed by Scott O'Brien. And Kelly, why don't you tell us what happens here in Rodent Trip? Okay. The the brain is um, working on another plot to take over the world, and uh, Pinky breaks the robot vacuum. And uh, inside the vacuum, he finds a chip, and it's for his new invention, a self-driving car. And he hides it in the lab with special camouflage and can activate and deactivate. It's kind of like, you know, makes it invisible. And Cloaking device? Yeah, yeah, that's what they're called. (laughs) No ship that small should have a cloaking device. (laughs) Um, I couldn't think of the term because I wasn't talking Star Wars. <laughs> Behold! Brilliant brain! What is it? Oh, my apologies. Disable active camouflage. Brilliant brain! What is it? I call it the Model B. Fully electric, zero emission, solar charging, voice control, digital copies of every Harry Potter film, Except the overly teen angsty Order of the Phoenix. Danny was still finding himself. I uh, was actually thinking about like Wonder Woman's invisible jet. So <laughs> something like that, I guess, which could still be a cloaking device, I, I guess. I don't know. Or magic, whatever makes her jet invisible. Exactly. I have no idea. So a security guard uh, comes in and uh, he gets the, the vacuum. Because, well, the second guard is like, no, it's just the... The vacuum's making noises. Like, I know I, I heard something. It wasn't that mouse that you heard, you know? So one of the security guards is a little close to the truth. It's just a vacuum cleaner, and you thought it was a super intelligent evil mouse. I know what I saw, Carl! Lost. Maybe I'll take up yoga. Lost. Yeah, better send the little guy in for servicing. Disable active camouflage. To simply release ourselves. Deary me. Open the doors, please, Model B. I'm sorry, Brain. I'm afraid I can't do that. And it won't respond to any of his verbal commands. It's, it's like 2001. I can't do that, yeah. Dave. How? So, how? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Dave's the astronaut, which is why I said can't do that, Dave, right? <laughs> yes, Isn't exactly. Yes. But the name, yeah, the name of the robot or the AI is hell. So they they end up being taken out on the road because it's a self-driving car. And it's like, well, I guess we're going to be in the car till the car stops. <laughs> so, um, you know, but at least the air conditioner will come on. Like it won't respond to any other commands, but it'll it'll turn on the air conditioner. and Well, break. the heater at least. I thought you said air conditioner. Well, he asked for the air conditioner yes. and turned on the heater and stuff. Oh, is that what? Oh, okay. <laughs> the car it was looked- being very, you know... It the had word? the picture of the little fan. I thought the air was coming out. Anyway, he's like, now you're mocking me. Yes, because it was it was orange, which equals hot. Oh, okay. Well, I saw a <laughs> fan, so I, you know, just... This, <laughs> that's not what my car looks like when I turn things on, so I don't know. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, so we're on the road trip, and then there's like a song that plays kind of in the, the background, like a... It's like a music video kind of thing. I don't know. The Model B is programmed to keep its occupants on the road until given the order to release. Or until its battery runs flat. We could be driving for a few minutes. Or all of eternity. Road trip! 
Pinky's really enjoying the, the scenery and everything. And Brain is so tired, he, he eats a tree air freshener. He's tired and hungry. And uh, kind of around this point, they, uh, they get followed by a big truck. And uh, in, in the song, it talks about, you know, duel. And some of y'all may not know this, but Steven Spielberg's first uh, feature-length film was called Duel. And it, it came out um, even before Jaws and Sugarland Express. And uh, it's actually made for TV movie, but it, it was so popular, they actually released it in theaters. Um, oh. And uh, really gained him a lot of acclaim. It was just a small, you know, pretty low budget film. And uh, just about a truck chasing a salesman uh, around the, the desert area. And uh, it, it's actually based on a story by Richard Matheson, who wrote, um, you know, the story that, that the film Somewhere in Time was based on. I Am Legend. Um, oh, what else? Uh bunch of stuff he's done and uh so it doesn't sound all that scary it's like what a truck chasing a guy what no but it's shot so wonderfully and the it's like jaws where the shark becomes a character in this film the, yes. the truck becomes a character and um it doesn't have john weems music so don't go in thinking but uh yeah it's it's actually really it's a simple plot but it, it's really well done and um so anyway so they mentioned that and so you see the truck and basically it's a truck from duel and it you know flies off the road and, and crashes and then he and pinky makes a comment like when you that you don't it is scarier when you don't see the driver of the truck because that's what happens in the movie yeah. um you know again just like jaws you know the less you see this shark the scarier he is although that wasn't really intentional but it, it works so um but this time we do, and it's actually E.T. <laughs> so yeah. it's like a Spielberg reference in a Spielberg reference. Is that meta? Ooh. <laughs> which, I don't know. Which he was wearing a night skies cap. Did you see that? Oh, no, I didn't even see that. Yeah, so it's even is more that meta. meta? You know, it's meta. I heard that the Animaniacs did meta first. So. You know what? I heard that. That kind of somewhere. meta, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, explain what Night Skies is real quick. What oh, okay. So, um, Night Skies, I, I get all kind of mixed up. It They they actually, I think, use that title in the like, Gremlins. There's, there, they have the, the marquee, yeah. and it says A Boy's Life and Night Skies. Now, A Boy's Life was like the, the original title for E.T. I'm thinking Night Skies um, may have been the working title or original title for Close Encounters. Um he did an early movie, like as a teenager, called Firelight. So, um, without double checking my, my facts here, I think yeah. Night Skies must have been the yeah. original title or working title for and Close I think, Encounters. I think Scott O'Brien on on Twitter, <sighs> we'll have to we'll have to double we'll have to follow up with this later because I know that Scott O'Brien on Twitter was saying that uh, Night Skies was originally going to be 
the concept for um, E.T. that it was about aliens driving or tormenting a family and that and, and that it eventually uh, became a, uh, you know, a nice story. But he showed like a maquette of a evil looking E.T. Uh, as well. So. Oh, yeah. I, I just know. it real quick. I mean, it. This actually, the idea was actually after Close Encounters. Um, so, but they used some material for like Poltergeist and E.T. So there you, you know, go. So like it's kind of like. The family, you know, scary kind of thing. So, um, so yeah. So A Boy's Life and Night Sky sort of refers to E.T. So somehow, like it, within this wheel box, you got E.T., have Close Encounters, you have Gremlins. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Poltergeist all kind of like. You could see where how they kind of spring off from each other, I suppose, in a lot of ways. Anyway, yeah, that was kind of a neat thing too. So a meta meta thing going on. Yeah, so I, like I said, I didn't even notice the hat. You know, sometimes things. I was just excited to see ET. So um, <laughs> and that trucker song they were singing was very reminiscent to. I couldn't. I couldn't even think of the trucker song that it was essentially mm. close to. But there was a. It really sounded very nineteen seventies trucker kind of yeah. convoy. It was kind of cute. Song. Yeah, it was. Uh, did you know what the song was called? It's called Banana Hammock. Yeah. Banana Hammock's a thong. Yep. Because Pinky mentions a banana hammock at one point. Okay, so back to the plot. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> so they're still in the car. <laughs> and um, they, uh, they, you know, it gets to the point where they're going to have to talk. And so Pinky keeps trying to come up with questions. And Brain's like, I don't want to do that. And so he said, finally says, well, you're always talking about taking over the world, but why? And so Brain explains when he was a little baby cutesy mouse, uh, they did, I guess, trying to instill like this Pavlovian response in him. And, um, well, no, that wouldn't really be a learned helplessness, I think, yeah. is the thing. Yeah. Well, they, that's what they say, but it yeah. made me think of like the Pavlov, but that's not. Totally. That's like when reverse you, like, Pavlov. Classical, <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. like uh, classical, classical conditioning, conditioning or something. Yeah. yeah. So, um, they electrocuted him anytime he went for the cheese. So when, even when the electricity wasn't running, if he went for the cheese, he wouldn't do it because he would remember what it was like when, you know, being electrocuted. So, um, you know, he's basically literally a lab mouse because uh, nowadays they don't really see, he's still a lab mouse, but nobody's experimenting on him. Yeah. From that day hence, I vowed I would be the one in control of myself, of my surroundings, of the world. But yet again, here I am, totally helpless, perhaps for the last time. And then Pinky, meanwhile, when he was uh, a lab mouse, they, they gave him all the cheese he wanted to see if he could tell it apart. And uh, so he had a completely different experience. And um, he was showing brain on, on his tablet, you know, that the, you really can't tell the difference between, what is it, Brie and Camp? Camberbear or something, cheeses or something. So it was a picnic then. It even says right here on Wikipedia that the difference in flavors is so minimal that many experts can't tell the two apart. I have always found Brie to be a shade more nutty and... Wikipedia? You've had a tablet this whole time? Well, it is a road trip, Brain. Duh. So he's able to use the tablet to stop the car. And then when they finally stop the car... It goes off and finds the vacuum repair shop in the middle of like nowhere and finds the robot vacuum and they're in love and they get married because they have the little 
cans hanging from the back of the car. So, so a little love story. <laughs> and then they go off down the road, just like, uh, I guess, like the Incredible Hulk or something, hitching for a ride. Yeah. <laughs> Come, Pinky. Do your best to imitate an opposable thumb. We must get back to the lab by tomorrow night. Why, Brain? What are we going to do tomorrow night? The same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world. Uh, well, let's go ahead and talk about some of the the references uh, real quick in this. Uh, there was there was quite a few. I mean, we mentioned two thousand one. The uh, the cars driving around were like Tron. How they make those tight turns. Uh, obviously, the ET night skies, and of course, at the end, we have the the car and the and the uh, Roomba thing <laughs> saying, "You complete me." From you know Jerry Maguire, so you know that's about it for references that I could find. Uh, although he did mention uh, the 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 Hoover, as says you heuristic Hoover, I believe is how he pronounced it, and I looked up the word heuristic, and I honestly don't know if that's the proper way to be doing Hoover because it's trial and error uh, means to do heuristic method. Um, but maybe it's because the Hoovers bump into stuff. I don't know exactly. That heuristic Hoover sounded cool when he said it, but when I actually looked it up, it didn't quite make sense to me. Um, uh, I guess that's about it for references. But what did you guys think was funny? Uh, Nathan, let's start with you. Um, I thought it was funny that uh, they took the thing out of the, the cleaner's head and then the car ends up marrying. It reminded me of WandaVision because... Um, they both have the soul stone or the mind stone. She got her powers <laughs> from the mind stone, and she falls in love with oh. a, 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 an electronic device with a mind stone in it. It's Jeez, I like, never even got that connection before. Yeah, okay. but this is like yeah. So the car and the <laughs> I really uh, side one division note. I really hope that that ha- it's not going to have a happy ending, but I really wish it would with vision well, and stuff. But I don't yeah. think it will. But I hope we it can will. talk about it on our Patreon yeah, side later. Notes on. We're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, I like the song was fun. The, yeah. um, uh, there's like hearing the words, like, uh, uh, there's a bunch of, it's just describing everything that's happening in the episode. So it's like, Oh, now they're driving by some cows. What cows, rhymes cows. with cows, <laughs> cows, 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 cows. Pinky yeah. ends up re, uh, singing about it later. Yeah, exactly. Like, Pinky so. loved that song. <laughs> and, uh, brain eating his pine friend was, was cute. It's kind Royal of pine. Perhaps when we get out of here, you and I can, can join forces, old bean. Yes, after all, you are of noble blood. Royal pine. Park! I had no choice. It was me or her, see? Uh, <laughs> Kelly, what about you? Uh, I think I kind of mentioned everything um, as I was, was going through. I, I, um, think, I think the E.T. Dune thing was probably the, the tops for Kelly, if I've could go out on a ledge there and guess. Yeah, I like, well, I mean, I just like the dual reference. You, I, I thought you said Dune, but. Oh, yeah, uh, du- I think it probably you did. Said du- <laughs> dual. <laughs> um, yeah, because dual is not one that you see referenced a whole lot. It, I won't call it obscure, but um, it kind of is, I guess, unless you're, you know, solid movie buff or particularly Spielberg. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I will mention that the one thing I didn't like on this was the. 
the kind of sad story, the origin of Brain, of why he wants to take over the world. I wasn't a big fan of that because, number one, I think now, I don't, I know that in the spinoff series, they talk about young Pinky and young Brain and stuff like that uh, with Pinky's parents and stuff. And I believe with young Brain and stuff as well, which I'm very curious to get into that uh, in the future uh, with our discussions. But, um, and I did like Pinky's talking about his dad. <laughs> saying he's incapable of feeling and opening up the robot was like something that even his dad won't do. Like there was like funny stuff with talking about Pinky's dad. But when it comes to the brain being electrocuted, honestly, first of all, I thought the brain was just going to keep going at it no matter what, because if you know anything about the brain, he gets, he, no matter what happens to him, he doesn't give up. He yeah. keeps going. So to me, it's like, well, I, I was totally expecting him to just keep getting shocked and the scientists going, we don't understand it. He, but the brain wants something and therefore that's the, yeah. That he, more if, sense. Once he sets his mind on it, he won't stop until he gets it. Like exactly. that makes more sense for the brain's character. Than, yeah. And that was but like, maybe oh, he learned it from that. Like after that, he, I guess, but it just, to me, it's like, I wrote, does brain need a sad story for his motivation? <laughs> I mean, to me, it always just made sense as a kid he wants to take over the world because he knows he's the smartest one in the room at yeah. all times. And he should be. He's megalomaniacal because he's so smart. And he was made that way because of the testing and not because he wanted to get revenge on everybody. And He's insane. So he thinks he wants to take over the world. So he takes his genius friend Pinky with him. And- <laughs> but that to me, it's just like it doesn't need to have a sad background to it. Just make it. Simple. He was a cute little baby mouse. Too. He was. He was and, cute. But that's again why I didn't want to see that stuff. It's like, is that why we were supposed to be offended? No, we were. Supposed, we were <laughs> I think it was the scratch and sniff. It was the scratch and sniff. But yeah, which I found. I mean, it's not thing. as I mean, offensive I wasn't as a, I wasn't offended. So. Yeah. Well. I, let's go ahead and get to our water tower rating. We'll talk about all this stuff. Let's get to our <laughs> water still, tower. Don't we need the, to do a song? There's the song. The. <laughs> no, we forgot about the song. <laughs> oh well, let's go and talk about it right now. <laughs> well, let, let's go and talk about the song. It's Flotus Flotus. What do you know about us? And this was written by Jess Latcher, and it was directed by Adriel Garcia. And this dot tries to sing about all the first ladies of the United States within just two minutes. And um, she doesn't quite do it. She skips. Well, she does. But then even at the end, they forgot about <laughs> one of the first ladies, uh, which was kind of a sad note that they had to put that on, which was the wh- who's the first lady that they forgot. It was Elizabeth Virginia Bess Truman. They forgot. So, oh, OK, so, you know. I wish that, and I, I don't really talk about this too much because I, honestly, I didn't really 
I wish my expectations for this song, again, just like the episode description of Dr. Scratch and Sniff, were kind of high. I thought, all right, this is cool, Dr. Scratch and Sniff, and a song about the First Ladies. And instead, just like this, the Suffragette song, instead of getting an educational song, I got this kind of out-of-order song, like which didn't really wasn't really catchy and did give me a few facts, but it wasn't like, again, and I, one of the things I admire about the original series when it comes to their educational songs was that they were memorable so that you could help you in an actual test or something like that. Yeah. Like the whole last minute of this, no one's going to like memorize that. And like, it doesn't help you to memorize that anyways. It doesn't tell you because they're just like randomly saying names. There's not in any order. It's not like, Oh Yeah. yeah. Like, so it felt like they should have just invested more time on this one to actually do it right instead of just hastily. It felt like it was hastily put together, which I know that's kind of the joke is that you're doing that. But it wasn't what I wanted <laughs> in my expectations for this uh, song. Um, but what did you guys think about it? Did you like it? Uh, but Kelly, what did you think? You're the you're our female representative. What did you think about the First Lady song? <sighs> Um, I was excited because there's going to be a song that I could learn because I don't know the first lady so well. Um, particularly their first names, you know, I, I mean, I, a lot of times I don't know who they married. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's oh, easy to go the last yeah, names their first, <laughs> Yeah, their first names come up on, uh, you know, uh, first lady's first names is like a category on Jeopardy. And like, oh, wow. No, no. Yeah. Um, so I was excited. And then she starts singing. I'm like, these are not in order. I can't do anything with this because this isn't even in order. I need it in order. (laughs) So, um, and she's like skipping around all over the place. And then, um, yeah, I didn't think she was going to make it to the end of the song. And then they rush it. And then the the end part wasn't educational. And um, it it was kind of a big mess. It was a mess in in the the plot, you know, because she's got all these like mechanical figures or whatever but kind of looks like they're in the hall of president yeah Disney. that was the joke was they were cool. going for yeah yeah so that was funny but um i i didn't get much out of the song education wise and and it just wasn't funny at that point and uh then it turns out that they they did miss this uh person you know first lady and and then i think they made up names too so um kids do not memorize the song there's better Animaniac songs you can memorize. Not going to be helpful to you. No, totally not. Don't helpful. use it in school. No. Don't Teachers, do it. please don't use this or the Suffragette song in school. Uh, please. It's such a shame. It's really a shame. Incredibly shameful that they. You know what is a good that. Suffragette song? Um, The one for Mary Poppins. Oh, yeah. Votes for Women. <laughs> I'd love that song. Yes. Um, but, but this one, yeah. Again, just kind of another disappointing song. Which is yeah. just, again, like, I, I think we talked about it like on the Animaniac episode where you're saying like, I just, you just want a song that doesn't have uh, that's just educational and doesn't have some like sarcastic thing about it or you know, like, yeah, just like just teach me stuff like teach yeah. me something. It's I'd okay. To, like it's it's okay to embrace what made Animaniacs in the original show. Yeah, so it's good. fine to have a really good educational song. Like it's not something to be ashamed of like i don't know like, yeah they're just embarrassed they don't want to like, do it or something yeah I don't, like I don't get well, let's it. make a joke about doing it instead of actually doing it like that's not good like yeah then don't do it then yeah, don't do right? it right 
Just do a just do a funny song and don't even pretend that you're going to do it about suffragettes or first ladies or something like that because I didn't learn. Yeah, at least my, thing. My, at least my expectations wouldn't be like up there. Like, oh man, yeah, like I know. I'm I'm with you. And by the way, if you do want to learn about the first ladies, you can go to the Smithsonian National History Museum, and they have a first ladies exhibit where they show a lot of their dresses and stuff, which uh, for the inaugural balls and stuff. I'll and probably start playing this song there. So that's good. Oh my boy. <laughs> they want to get people out. The museum's closing. Let's play the song. <laughs> well, anyway, that's good. Now let's get to our water tower rating. Well, out of five water towers, how many would you give this episode of Animaniacs? Uh, Kelly, let's start with you. That's tough. I was trying to think about it before we started recording, and I didn't come up with a decision. I, um... Here's what I'll do. I kind of had it between three and a half and four um, because I'm excited because the Spielberg reference and um, the pinky and the brain was just kind of cute overall. Right. Um, but I can't decide, so I'm going to do 3.75. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are we allowing this, Nathan? Have this, has, has this ever happened before sure, on our we've show? We've never done it before, but <laughs> I'm doing it. This is a first. Well, I'll <laughs> we'll allow it. I'll allow it. <laughs> Um, should I go now? Yes. Okay. So I was also trying to figure out whether I want to give it three or three and a half because, you know, I'm glad Scratch and Sniff's back. I'm glad they tried to do an edgy. Like, I want that stuff. I just want it better. Like, I think if my expectations weren't high, like seeing it the second time, I liked it more because I knew what I was going to get already. Um, but uh, I'm going to go 3.25. <laughs> oh, we're doing that. Okay. Well, that well, way it evens out with... Uh, well, yeah, there you in, go. In that case... <laughs> it's like we both gave it three and a half. Oh, man. oh, there you go. Good averages. Okay, then I will not do a 0.25-ish. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you'll throw the number I'll off. I'll throw them all off. Okay, so in that case, I'm giving mine a 2.5. Uh, I still did like this episode more the second time. Like Nathan said, the, the second time I watched it, I did like it more. Uh, the first time I watched it, I was just kind of bored with it. I, I didn't find it as funny, again, like I, as I wanted to. It was it was fine. I'm giving it a middle of the road, but I, I have to dock at points for just not seeming to understand the character motivations of the Warners, of Dr. Scratch and Sniff, and in my opinion, the brain. Like, it just mm-hmm. it felt... Like, okay, fine, you're going that direction. It wouldn't be the direction that I thought it should go, but go for it, I guess. Uh, I'm I'm in for the ride. Let's see what you guys have to do. Um, but I wasn't, like, super offended. I was definitely more offended with, like, things like Chicken Boo and stuff like that. But um, we'll get more into that in our next episode where we oh. talk about the entire <laughs> – we're going to summarize up our feelings and thoughts about our favorite segments too. Our favorite. Our fa- well, we'll talk about our favorite, favorite stuff. We'll talk yeah. about our not favorite stuff, <laughs> and we'll talk about what we hope to see the upcoming series, what we'd like it to do in the future. Uh, so, so that'll be our next episode. So look forward to that. But until then, let's go ahead and get to our contact information. Nathan, where can people reach you online? Joey, Twitter, Django FT. That's me. All right, and Kelly, what about you? 
I'm also on Twitter, Yoda Princess, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S, or email me, Kelly, at BigShinyRobot.com. All right, as for the Animaniacast, we're on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and Patreon. You can go to Patreon.com slash Animaniacast, become a Patreon patron, (laughs) and uh, you can get some Tom Ruger commentaries. We go over every episode of Animaniacs. You can talk to us on Discord. Get a welcome link to the RetroZap Discord server by going to discord.animaniacast.com and then you can talk to us and all the other RetroZap podcasters and writers because we're a proud member of the RetroZap Podcast Network and you should subscribe to that RetroZap feed so you can get every podcast delivered to your device for free. Well, that'll do it for today's episode. So, for Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey saying, good night, everybody! Good night, everybody! Good night, everybody! This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures, Freakazoid, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademarking copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. Pinky, are you pondering what I'm pondering? I think so, Brian. But a banana hammock? Whew, not as comfortable as it sounds.